0: The following shiur is delivered by Rabbi Mordechai Lebhar, Rosh Kolel, at Link of Los Angeles. For more information or shiurim, please visit dshc.org or call 1-844-200-TSHC. That's 1-844-200-8742.
1: In Parashat Vayelech, the Pasuk tells us, Ve'ata that you should write uh, Parashat Azinu. and subsequently, since you can't only write Parashat Azinu, we have a mitzvah of writing uh, the Sefer Torah. And every person has a mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah. And uh, Sefer Torah, as we know, has tremendous kedusha to it. But people are not aware fully the Importance of preserving a Sefer Torah and the offshoots, everything that comes out of Sefer Torah, which is Divre Torah regarding the halachot of Geniza, which I would call it today, without exaggeration, a Geniza crisis that we have an abundance of amount of material now that we have printing done easily through photocopies and printers, we have, besides books, we have uh, photocopies that we get from the school regarding parasha sheets. We have uh, people that are printing parasha sheets for the week, and you just see these lying all over, and uh, and and people are conv- what to do with it? Are, are we supposed to take all of these and bury them? And there are some places where it's not so easy. There are some places that don't have a Gnizah system set up. So what really is the, the strict halacha in regards to Gniza? What requires Gniza and what doesn't? So <clears throat> I first want to start off with mentioning that there was a very special minhag in certain Sephardic countries regarding treating Gnizah properly. Uh, Rabbi David Ovadia in a sefer in Nahagua Am writes in the city of Sofro in Morocco, the Isru Chag of Shavuot would be a special Geniza day, which means that on that day they would gather all of the Geniza that was collected during the year. They would bring it to, uh, a, to the town square and it would be a whole Simcha that they would bury the Geniza in other cities as well. They would, they would not only bring them to Geniza, they would, they would, they would auction it off and they would, they would bring it to the cemetery and bury all their Geniza there. It was a tremendous Kavodah Torah. Recently over here in Los Angeles as well, uh, one of the, uh, uh, Moroccan communities did this, um, Geniza ceremony. It's called Synagogue Emma Banim. And they, uh, it was a tremendous Kidush Hashem that uh, the, Dibret Torah were honored in that type of way, uh, that, 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 that it deserves of, of proper geniza. But unfortunately, uh, that is a rarity. The Misefer Minagi Eretz Israel brings, this was a minhag as well. and In Algeria, they had this minhag. It was the, it was called the Tekesa Geniza, the ceremony of Geniza. Nowadays, people just don't know what to do with their Geniza. We're lucky if it gets to a proper place. So in order to understand <coughs> what the parameters or are, Geniza are, we first have to understand where this, uh, where, where, where the source of Yeniza comes from. So let's start with the Rambam in Sefer Mitzvot. Mitzvah Lotaase Sameche. The Rambam writes that included in the Halacha of, uh, it's written that you should be meabed avodazara. You should, uh, destroy avodazara. You, uh, you should, you should erase their names. You shouldn't do this to Hashem, your God. This is a pasuk in Parashat Re'eh. So the Rambam writes and learns from over here that not only is there a isur to destroy our uh, our mizbeach, however, also to erase the name of Hashem is also a prohibition. Now, what's interesting? Is that the uh, Magen Avraham brings in Siman Kaf Kuf Nun Dalid that not only is there uh, a prohibition, he quotes the Rambam of of Le'abedet Shem Hashem. The the Magen Avraham writes that the Isur is to erase any Kitve'a Kodesh. Is the Yishur the is to erase any Kidvea Kodesh. Now, the question is: is that if one takes a look at the Rambam, the Rambam doesn't mention a word of Kidvah Kodesh. How could the Magen Avram write that the Rambam says that you're from this pasuk? We learn that you're supposed to not not erase any writings of Torah Kidvah Kodesh. And he quotes the Rambam. The Rambam explicitly writes only the name of Hashem. So, if one takes a, a look at the Rambam, in Minyan Mitzvot, that's in the back of the Sefer Mitzvot, he counts, shorthand, every single mitzvah. There he writes, from here we learn, you're not allowed to to erase any Kittvei kodesh. Now, Rav Yitzchak Elchanan Specter, one of the great Geonim of the previous generations, in, uh, in Yitzchak Sifhe writes that the Magen Avram meant only Kittvei Kodesh that have the name of Hashem. But if it's Kittvei Kodesh that don't have the name of Hashem, it's a rabbinic prohibition. So we see from over here that to erase the name of Hashem or to destroy it or to put it in a place of disgrace, it's all one. One is, one violates a Torah prohibition. Um, but if one is going to take it Kodesh, it's going to be a rabbinic prohibition that one is not allowed. So based on this, let us understand. The Gemara Migila Megillah in Dav Chaf Vav Amudalif writes, there a Sefer Torah that got used up, so we bury it in a earthenware vessel by a Talmid Chacham. Why by a Talmid Chacham? The Bet Yosef explains in Yoredeah uh, that the reason why it's by a Talmid Chacham is that it's kavod for the Talmud Chacham. But if there's no Talmud Chacham being buried, you bury it without, as long as if it's in a, it's an earthenware vessel. It's worthwhile to mention over here that where the reason why you buried an earth, earthenware vessel is that we don't want it to be ruined and it preserves it longer. Based on this, the poskim, including Rabbi Yashev brought in on the sefer, Gidze Kodesh, an excellent work on this whole subject. Gidze Kodesh written by Rabbi Yecheskel Feinhandler writes that if you want to use plastic instead, which is what the common Minhagi is, that is also okay. So anything that's a sefer Torah, tefillin mezuzot, require the highest level of giniza which is inside a covering to make sure, like plastic or earthenware, that it's not going to get wasted. Wood is not as good, because wood, it gets permeated, but bidi'avad, some poskim are lenient on that as well. Now, based on this, R' Moshe Feinstein says that if one is able to keep a sefer Torah that is used in the Aron Hakodesh and not bury it, that would be even better. There's no mitzvah to bury. Burying is the last option. The point of geniza is that it should last and it shouldn't be destroyed. That is the uh, that is the logic and the point behind geniza. So now that we have uh, this information, let us discuss what's, what what would be. Regarding all types of extra geniza that we have nowadays, the Gedolei throughout the generation struggled with this, and I want to I want to bring uh, three different approaches, not necessarily in chronological order, but three different approaches to attempt to solve this problem. One approach uh, is written by the Gedolei the Shvut Ya'atkov, and the Knesset Yecheskel. They had a big debate in those times: what to do. With all of that extra geniza. They had, they, they used to put it in the cemetery. And the problem is, is that the goyim would, there was no place even to bury it, so they would just put it in like barrels. And goyim would be using it, loalenu chutzmi kvotchem for toilet paper. And that was a tremendous bizayon. So because of that, the Gadolador, the Shvut Yaakov, the Rav Yaakov Reischer said that what should be do, done in such a scenario is to burn the, 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 the writings. Even though you're burning Kitveh Kodesh, how can you do that? He said, just like Sha'ulah Melech saw that his body would be disgraced, so therefore he committed suicide, which was prohibited. Here too as well, to prevent the Chilul Hashem, this is what has to be done. But he's not willing to be lenient unless we have, uh, Ador, that agree with him. And this was sent to the g'dole Ador, the Knesset Yecheskel Siman Samechet, and this is all quoted in Urbiki in Orachaim Simon Kufnun Dalet. Knesset Yecheskel does not agree. And it doesn't seem to be that in the generations they accepted this approach of the Shvut Yaakov. Another approach that was given was from Rav Moshe Feinstein in Ora Chaim Chelek Dalit Siman Lametet. And Rav Moshe Feinstein suggests that things that don't have the name of, uh, that, that, that things would not have Kedusha in the following, in the following instance. If we are talking about Torah Sheba written Torah, Like Chumashim and 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 the like, there is no choice, says R' Moshe Feinstein. And before he and he says, uh, besides the fact, people should try to minimize Geniza. We think that nowadays there's a mitzvah to print whatever we can. R' Moshe Feinstein says the opposite: you should never print without knowing what to do. To a point that he says that people should condense sidurim and they shouldn't have they shouldn't have one Sidur for everything, because that Sidur is going to get wasted so, uh, and, and used up so quickly, you're going to have to bury it. You should have a separate Sidur for Slikot, a separate Sidur for the Yamim Tovim. Therefore, these things last a long time. But, says Rebbe Moshaphat, if you have Gneezah in front of you, he suggests that since the whole concept of printing Gmarot and anything to do with Torah Shiba Peh, is already a Khidush because it's written in the pasuk that uh, it's that that varim she be shtev it's written in the gemara sorry, she be shtev i'varim she be shtev le'umram ba'alpei and varim she ba'alpei i'varim she be shtev anything that is ba'alpei you're not allowed to write the only reason why we write um torah uh, she ba'alpei is because of the special exemption of et la'asut la'donayah finu sometimes for the name of hashem we have to waive that uh, that prohibition. Says Ramoshe Moshe Feinstein, it's a temporary waiving of the prohibition. But once the Gemara is used, and you don't want to use it anymore, the kedusha is gone. The kedusha is only there in so much that you are going to learn from it, because you, you weren't allowed to print it in the first place. You are only allowed to print it in order to learn from it. Once you're finished, it has no more kedusha. Understandably, according to this R. Moshe Feinstein, it would come out that Gmarot and any any Torah Sheba'al once a person decides that he's not going to use it, Sir Moshe Feinstein, even though it's only used once in a while, but it's not really used uh, uh, consistently, says Sir Moshe Feinstein, it would not require Geniza. And that is a... That is a, uh, a whopping chidush. It's something that is, uh, unproportionate. And, and it doesn't seem to be Ramosh Feinstein himself relied on this. Can other teshuvot, he discusses the importance of geniza. It Doesn't seem to be that he relied on this fully. It's brought down in the Sefer Ginzea Kodesh, e Arachet as well, that Rebel Yashiv, Sim Karelitz, and others were against this, uh, this And it doesn't seem to be that this is something that we rely on. Although Rav Moshe Feinstein suggested it, it was a suggestion because of the difficult situation and it doesn't seem to be that he himself in other places adopted this big chidush. But this would be this is the second approach. The third approach is Rav Tzvi Pesach uh, and Har Tzvi Siman says that just like the name of Hashem in certain instances is allowed to be erased in a way of grama, which is itself a big discussion. But some allow it in a way of grama of of a um, if it doesn't happen directly if it's done through a roundabout way. So too, kiddushah kodesh, if one would put it in the recycling and then they take it and they do whatever they want, that would also be considered a grama. Rav Moshe Feinstein, in that same teshuvah that I mentioned, disagrees with this. He says that. That the pasuk it seems to imply over here that an act that you do that will bring eventually to a disgrace is what was forbidden. The ibadatem to uh, to erase the name of Hashem and subsequently any kitvei kodesh means any way that you assist in this happening is part of the prohibition. That is. Um, and that is, or Moshe Feinstein, so that, and he rejects this hard svi. and it seems to be that we don't rely on this as well. So these are three different approaches that were given that were rejected. So I want to present to you a fourth approach based on Teshuvot from the G'dol Ador that might help us in certain, in very certain and specific instances, which is the following. The Ador uh for the past few hundred years, struggled with the Kortikin issue. Kortikin in English we would call them galleys. Galleys in printing presses are books and prototypes of, of of books that they test run to see how it comes out regarding the ink and regarding its proper presentation. And these galleys are uh, are eventually uh, piled up and they don't know what to do with it because they're not selling these books. And a lot of them have even the name of Hashem. And they were getting wasted, they were being put in places where it was at bizaion So as early as the Shedot Utshuvot, Mas'ed Bin Yamin um, discussed this. Mas'ed Binyamin in Siman Kuf discusses this question. Uh, the Meshiv Davar, the Netziv, and the Siman pet discusses, this, pet, discusses this question, and the En yitzhak, Siman Hay, discusses this question. And they all go along the same lines, and they say the following. The whole kedusha that happens on a Sefer, is based on the concept of Hazmana, that a person had Kavana, and he designated something for kedusha use, and therefore, it became kadosh. Just like if a person has uh, is mazmina bathroom, uh, then it becomes tumah ruachraa. Just until somebody uses it, it's not. So it's hazmana lav miltahi. But once somebody uses it, it, it gets kedusha. Or it's even if somebody doesn't use it right away, but if it's designated for use and it was printed and it became a sefer, that's also called enough. It's not that you designated the paper, you actually printed it, you you didn't. But it depends because you had kavana and hasbanah le But if your intention was not, it's that it shouldn't be holy at all. And what's the example to this? Says the en Yitzchak, if, if somebody who is a heretic writes a Sefer Torah, the halacha is that the Sefer Torah should be burnt. This is brought in Masechet Gitil. How could it be that the Sefer Torah be burned? It has the name of Hashem. Says the Enyitzchak, you see from over here, that Kidusha is dependent upon intention, Kavana. And if somebody didn't have the intention for Kidusha, it does not become Kadosh. And therefore, over here as well, all of these three Gdolay say similarly, that when one prints a Sefer, and he knows that it's not going to be Kadosh, it's not going to be used, it doesn't get its kidusha and one could dispose of it. Now we do not rely on this regarding the name of Hashem, but regarding the regarding things that are that don't have the name of Hashem, it could be that in this and in a case where it was printed that it shouldn't have kedusha, one could be more lenient. As a matter of fact, uh, I asked Hagel Shlomo Miller Shlita, what would be something that um, could be said over to the public in regarding ginizah. And he mentioned that since we are in a time where it's difficult, you have so much uh, paper. That means it's not something to rely on, but something that there's so much of, a, of, a, of an abundance of paper. If we are going to be machmir on everything, it's going to come, you know, we are eventually not going to be able to be machmir on things that we should be machmir on. So things that are the highest level of kedusha. Sefer Torah, tefillin, mezuzot. One has to be careful not only to bury it, but to put it in a special container. Things like sifarim that were used have kedusha to them. One has to have proper kavod. But papers that were printed for temporary use do not have kedusha on them in that same way and one would be able to put them in the recycling bin. In the garbage, it's just a bizayon, whatever, all the potato peels or whatever else. But putting them in a recycling bin, covered, that on parasha sheets, that don't have the name of Hashem, and divret Torah, that are not meant to be there permanent. Not little booklets, or even papers that are meant to be permanent. Papers that are meant to be not permanent, based on these Gdoleador don't have the same level of kidushah, on that one could be a lenient, and the truth is, if one is lenient on those, it could be he'll be more careful to be machmir on other things. And the um, and 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 the approach would be that any svarim, any 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 uh, any sidurim, of course, because they have the name of Hashem. Anything that is that is used in in a way that is more permanent needs Geniza. Anything that doesn't. In that, that is not made for permanent, one would be more lenient. And it would be worthwhile to mention that the cities should organize a geniza, an appropriate geniza. And if we adopt these guidelines, there will be less geniza and it'll be easier to do. And the truth is, genizah could be buried anywhere under the ground. I suggested that maybe builders should come together and before they fill up landful, uh, landfills, they could put papers and that would also be okay. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, uh, the same thing as, uh, God forbid, uh, forbidding, uh, uh, burying someone which one can't walk on top of. As long as it's done in a way of kavod, even if there's going to be a bathroom or sewage on top, as long as the sewage is not spilling into the genizah, according to halacha. Uh, the, 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 the poskim say in, that's also okay. So, we think, on one hand, people should try to find solutions where to bury geniza. On the other hand, if we minimize our geniza, we don't print whatever we're not supposed to, whatever we don't have to print. We don't print the name of Hashem ever if we don't have to. And we, whatever is temporarily we put in the recycling, the rest that we're careful in, that would already alleviate the Gniza crisis minimally. Chazaku baruch.
0: This audio series has been brought to you by the Sephardic Halacha Center. The center is committed to advancing research and application of halacha in the Sephardic community nationwide. For a halachic consultation, monetary bet din services. To order this series or to sign up to receive the Sephardic Halakha Journal, or for all other information, please call 1-844-200-TSHC or email info at org to subscribe.